you find you are more lax as a parent than your friends? Or are you more strict than most of your friends when it comes to how you're raising your kids? And are you interested in understanding the long-term outcome to your parenting style? So the big question is this, how do we navigate through the mountain of overwhelming, often contradictory and sometimes false parenting information we find online? What parenting information should you believe and apply and what should you reject? That is the big question and in this podcast we will help you understand what underlies your child's behavior and explain how to react in a way that favors your child's optimal development. I'm Alexandra Scherzer and welcome to the Wise Parenting Podcast. This is the third and last part of our three-part series on parenting styles. If you haven't listened to our first and second podcasts in this series, please download them and listen to them first before listening to the rest of this podcast. In the first two parts, we go over what parenting styles are and why it's important to know what your parenting style is. As I've said in the previous podcasts in this series, knowing more about what your parenting style is may feel and sound very academic. It may not be something you're all too concerned with, and that makes sense. In the daily life of what young kids throw at us, this topic may feel too abstract for the here and now issues you face daily and hourly as a parent. But I hope you will keep listening because being self-aware The S in our wise parenting formula is paramount, and I'll be willing to say that it's playing a larger role than you think in how your kids will turn out. As we explained in the first two podcasts, being aware of not only of how you parent, what types of parenting decisions you make, but also why you parent the way you do can do two things for you. The first is that you will better understand how your parenting is affecting your children. Everyone can benefit from understanding more about the effects of their interactions with their children on their children's actual behavior and on the long-term effects of their parenting style. And the second is that if you are aware of your own parenting style and you understand the effects of all of the parenting styles, you will be in a better position to be confident in how you choose to parent your young kids. Here at Dr. Solomon's Wisdom, one of our main goals is to help parents feel confident in their parenting choices and stop their second-guessing themselves. Knowing what your predominant parenting style is can help you get there to feel more confident in your parenting choices. Okay, so moving on to today's podcast, hopefully you've now listened to the first two parts in our three-part series on parenting styles and have a good grasp of what parenting styles are and how knowing about your main parenting style can help you in your parenting decisions. Today, we'll be talking about authoritative parenting. Authoritative parenting tends to go hand in hand with democracy. The more you see democracy in a society, the more you will see authoritative parenting. Authoritative parenting gives the absolute, no contest, best outcomes for the children. So what does authoritative parenting look like in more detail? Authoritative parents are loving, demanding, and controlling. Let me explain further. Authoritative parents are very warm, very affectionate, 
very loving, very interested in the child, just like permissive parents are. The difference between them here is that authoritative parents have rules that they expect the child to obey, whereas permissive parents do not require that their child obey. Authoritative parents make demands for what they consider to be appropriate behavior. For instance, they expect their child to follow the rules, like putting their toys away, in an age-appropriate manner. They are also controlling, and what I mean by controlling is that they supervise their children and expect them to follow their rules and boundaries. A defining characteristic about authoritative parents is that they listen to the child's opinions and will modify a request or a boundary if they think the child is right, but they won't if they think that the child is wrong. They make all the important decisions after having listened to their child's input, and they explain why to the child in a language she or he can understand. So how does that play out? How do parents listen so much and make all the important decisions? They listen to what he says and are receptive to what he wants. They nonetheless make age-appropriate demands on him. They accept, expect him to follow their rules and respect their boundaries. They explain these to him. They explain the reasoning behind their demands, rules, and boundaries. They modify them if the child objects and if they agree that the child's perspective is correct. They nonetheless make all the important decisions and expect the child to obey them. They will punish the child if they think it's necessary, but never harshly. So someone may be listening and think that this sounds inconsistent. Sometimes the child is right, and sometimes the parents is right. How do parents keep that fine line clear for their kids? Well, I would begin by saying that the focus isn't on the behavior itself and whether or not an exception is allowed under a particular circumstance. Focusing on what expectation happened when and keeping a tally could in fact get very overwhelming, and it's really beside the point. The focus is truly on the child knowing, trusting, and expecting that his parents will listen to him, and he may or may not get what he would like. There is a consistency. The consistency is in how the parents always listen to and respect their child, regardless of the outcome. From the parents' point of view, it shouldn't feel overwhelming because they are working with a strong foundation of where they stand on various demands, rules, and boundaries. There is also a consistency in the parents' rules, demands, and boundaries. The rules are logical for the child, and parents clearly explain their reasoning behind their demands, rules, and boundaries to their child. So what kinds of characteristics do children of authoritarian parents have? I'll first say something I've said throughout this series. That is that regardless of the parenting style, each child's individual genes, as well as certain other factors such as socioeconomic level and the role of other people who interact with the child, will make for variations in the outcome of each parenting style. That said, 
All the research shows that authoritative parenting leads to the best outcomes for the children compared to authoritarian or indulgent permissive styles of parenting. Children with authoritative parents are generally energetic and friendly, have good self-control, know what to do or say according to a situation, are cheerful, have friendly relations with peers, and are cooperative with adults. They cope well with stress. They are interested and curious in novel situations. They are purposeful and oriented to achieve, and they do well in school and are less likely to become delinquent or to use drugs at adolescence. And so what kind of children and adults do they grow up to be? As I said earlier, the scientific literature on parenting has shown time and time again that authoritative parenting is strongly related to the best short and long-term outcomes for children. The children grow up to do better in preschool, elementary, and high school, and college. They most often grow up to be self-confident, independent, cooperative, and empathetic. In spite of the many factors that influence your child's development, most of which you have little or no control over, such as inborn temperament, genes, culture, etc., parenting style is one area in which you can have a strong influence on your child's development. And if you look down the road and want to do what you can to help your child to have the best shot at being his or her best self, then authoritative parenting is the way to go. So why do the kids, beyond inborn temperament and genes, turn out this way? So first, let's look at the parents' behavior again. Authoritative parents are warm. They're affectionate. They are respectful of their child. They communicate clear rules and expectancies for their child. And they have open communication. Overall, they model what they wish their child to become. So these characteristics that we see with authoritative parents seem to be reflected in the characteristics that we see in the children. Because the parents are warm, affectionate, and respectful, they show their child that they know and accept him. They help him feel that he is important to them. By communicating clear rules and expectancies, the parents serve as guides for their child as to what he should do and what he shouldn't do. So when he fe behaves in a way that his parents would like, he feels competent. But if he disobeys, the parents will ask why and listen to why and explain their rules, demands, and boundaries again. Because the rules are clear and well communicated, he knows what to expect and how his parents will react. So, all of this, the parents being warm, affectionate, respectful, and providing clear guidelines for his behavior seem to make him feel secure. And feeling secure helps to contribute positively to his self-esteem. And because he understands the clear rules set up by his parents, he seems to develop a sense of responsibility. This is because it is clearly his choice to follow the rules or not. If he decides not to follow the rules, it's his choice, and so are the consequences. The responsibility is his. 
Now, on to the parents' open communication. Seeing as the parents explain and listen without anger and without putting their child down, the child is in a position to learn to to express himself in the same way. The parents are therefore modeling how they want their child to communicate. And, as I've explained in other podcasts, modeling is a very powerful tool in child raising. So the child learns to explain what he wants instead of blocking his emotions and being unable to express himself or becoming angry and aggressive. And because the parents show that they are flexible, because they may modify a decision after the child has explained his point of view, the parents show their child that they value communication and negotiation. To be clear here, this doesn't mean that every time he expresses his opinion, his parents will modify the rules. The parents hear him out, but they decide and explain their decision to him. So now, adding open communication and modeling to what I described earlier in answering your question, the parents express a warmth, affection, and respect for their child. The child is now in a position to learn, to communicate well, to respect others, to listen, and to have control of his emotions. So we've mentioned briefly in every podcast in this series that there are other influences on what characteristics a child will develop beyond the parenting style. Let's elaborate on this. That's right. Parenting styles do play an important role, but there are other strong influences on what characteristics a child will develop. A short list includes the genes he inherited, His genes affect how he behaves, and his behavior influences the parents' choice of parenting style. Culture also plays a role in how the child turns out. In the first podcast, I mentioned that our three-part series and the research that I draw from in order to explain parenting styles is based mainly on research done in the West. So culture plays a role in the parent's choice of parenting style and which aspects of parenting style parents will emphasize. The socioeconomic level parents come from also influences their parenting style. In addition, relatives, friends, and teachers also play an important role in his development and behavior. After listening to this last part in our series, and now with a greater understanding of all three parenting styles and their effects, let's look at the differences in message that each style send to the child. Authoritarian, permissive, and authoritative parenting. Authoritarian parenting sends a message, do as I say because I say so. Permissive parenting sends the message, I love you, I want to hug you and kiss you, I may want you to behave in a certain way, but I'm happy to let you do as you wish. And authoritative parenting sends the message, I love you, I want to hug you and kiss you, I have rules for you to follow, and I will help you to understand them. I'll listen to you, discuss and explain things to you, but I may or may not change my mind after discussing with you. In the first podcast, we mentioned that we would go over three of the four main styles of parenting. We didn't get into the fourth, 
but we will speak briefly about it here so that you know what it is. Yes, there is a fourth, and it's called permissive negligent, and it is concerned with true and honest neglectful parenting. It's a very sad and serious situation that we won't go into detail about in our podcast series. So now you've really heard the details about the three main styles of parenting, authoritarian, permissive, and authoritative parenting. Knowing and understanding what parenting styles are and the differences between the three is an important start. But understanding and being aware of your own parenting style, which is probably a mix, is an important next step. One of our main goals here at Dr. Solomon's Wisdom and the Wise Parenting Podcast is to help parents feel confident in their parenting choices and to stop second-guessing themselves. In knowing about the three parenting styles, you'll be able to look at how you are parenting and how you fit into each style. Especially understanding the long-term effects of each parenting style, you will be aware of how you are reacting to your child fits with your long-term goals for how your child will grow up. And knowing the possible negative and positive outcomes of each parenting style will also help you to have more confidence in the choices that you make on a daily basis. As a final note, something we've mentioned throughout the series, but is important to repeat so that you can do your best to figure out which parenting style you parent with, is to know that most parents use a mix of a parenting styles. But there is a predominant style that they will usually use. I encourage you to download the three parts of this series, if you haven't already, to listen to again. The three parts were full of information that is worth going back to listening to, especially if you are unsure of which parenting style you are using. We hope that you found today's podcast helpful. Come say hi on social. Our Facebook and Instagram accounts are at Dr. Solomon's Wisdom, all one word. You can subscribe to the Wise Parenting Podcast on any podcast app, including Spotify, the Apple and Google Podcast apps, or wherever you listen. Parenting advice keeps changing on us, depending on what you read and who you listen to. This is making parents feel like they're doing a bad job. And worst of all, Many parents today don't know who to trust for what is probably the most important job they'll ever have. So if you're the parent of a young child and you would like to feel clearer, more confident, and more at ease about your parenting decisions, then the Wise Parenting Academy can help you get there. With on-demand access to foundation lectures and seminars in digital, print, and audio, as well as exclusive one-on-one -on -one guidance from Dr. Solomon, the Wise Parenting Academy is the perfect next step to building the best long-term outcomes for your child. Come check us out at thewiseparentingacademy.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you will join us again.